finally, you can build your business on your terms without high pressure sales tactics. Here's our big idea. When you build more relationships, you have more leads, more leverage, and more life. So if you love people and want to sell more by serving, then this podcast is for you. It's time to step off the hamster wheel of cold conversations and join us in the new world of relational sales, a world of convenience, comfort, and ease. Through conversations with guests and short teaching episodes, you'll understand what motivates people to choose you and be inspired to create the kinds of sales opportunities that close at 91%. Are you ready to be completely free of the grind that most salespeople experience every single day? Let's get into it and start serving. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Serving Not Selling. We are excited that you have joined us today. We've got a wonderful guest, Jenny Williams, and she's got some really fun facts, I think. At least it sounds like that, Tyler. So we'll, we'll see. Tyler, we're going to let Tyler have a pass this one, but I want to share one because I think it's pretty good. Did you know that an ostrich's how do you say that? An ostrich's eye is bigger than its brain. The ostrich's eye, which is kind of like you, Tyler, but it's that's I'm just kidding. I wow. love you. Wow. You're going to take <laughs> I, away I, my fun fact speaking privileges. Bash me. <laughs> pass the mic to Jenny. Oh, this absolutely. Is I am. No yeah. Precedent for the show. Yeah, yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. They, our audience knows that. But that's interesting. Their, their eye is bigger than the brain. I don't know. Nice, G. You're not going to challenge me on that? I, I'm not allowed to speak. So we're going to pass yeah, it right. straight to Jenny. <laughs> okay, Jenny. So what's fun about Jenny is when I told her we were doing a fun fact, she said her daughter loves fun facts. So it's perfect for you, Jenny. So Jenny, you said you've got two really good ones for us. What do you got? Well, first of all, first of all, my eyes are really big. Um, so I'm hoping that <laughs> I'm not like that. <laughs> I had to tell you, my uh, 24-year-old daughter, she will just call. She lives in Charleston. And she will call and say, hey, did you know that a cow only sleeps for an hour a day? <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> I'm like, no, because... Why would I need to know that? <laughs> right, exactly. That's amazing. If you ever start a text chain, please include me and Tyler on that because I'd be curious. That's really funny. I hope my kids do that when they're older. That's amazing. <laughs> she knows all kinds of random things like I love Russian that. history, but she did give me this fun fact because okay. I, of course, went to my source, not Google, it's Gentry, <laughs> That's and right. said, Hey, I need a fun fact to share. She was like, Birmingham is the um, has the largest collection of motorcycles. Interesting. So wait, Birmingham, like the largest number of people that ride and own a motorcycle or just the collectible most motorcycles. Oh, collectible motorcycles. Yes. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have guessed. I mean, I don't know where I would have guessed, but probably not there. Florida or California or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> After the show, really I'm going to need Gentry Williams contact information for all of our fun yeah. facts moving forward. Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It will significantly make us more efficient. So we appreciate that. But we are so excited that Jenny Williams has joined us. Let me introduce her to you all very quickly. She is as admittedly, uh, she admits an, an obsessed real estate marketer who's also known as the six-figure coach at Get a Real Estate Life. She's been in the business for a long time 
time. She coached for 10 years, but has jumped back into production in the past three and a half years and has immediately won the prestigious icon award with EXP, has done a lot of different things too, from a top producing agent, a team leader, independent broker, a Keller Williams team leader and broker, coach, trainer, mentor. She's done all of those things. And so we are truly honored that you're here to share with us today, Jenny. Thank you for joining us. But if someone comes up to you, Jenny, and says, hey, what do you do for a living? How do you tell them what you do for a living, Jenny? Well, I just met with a great agent and told him that I focus on helping agents transform their business. Mm, I love that. And you said right at the beginning, as we were talking pre-show, I asked you about a TED Talk, right? And you said it would be about building a six-figure real estate business, but you've got a book, right? So everybody needs to go buy that, but building a six-figure real estate business, which it, it, it feels like, you know, when people are getting into the business, that's what they're their aim. You know, the vast majority are going to say, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars, right? There's just that, that's their benchmark. So if there's agents listening right now or our audience and saying, man, that is what I desire. Where do they start? And you just give them some tactical help of like, what do they need to start doing to build in that direction? Well, there are two things. And one, everybody's going to hear. If you're listening to this as an agent, everybody's heard sphere of influence, database, sphere of influence, database. And it's the number one thing that gets overlooked. Um, uh, Coaching agents that would be in the business for 20 years, they would say, okay, what does your database look like? Oh, I never did one. (laughs) Okay. And so now we have a wall. Right. So, um, and a database can be anything, right? It could be a, a church directory. It could be um, people that you meet at the Chamber of Commerce. It could be your kids' baseball team roster, <laughs> parents, because I love baseball coaches. They never do the blind carbon copy. So then you can collect all the details <laughs> every time they send that out. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's a little, a little life hack for all you agents out there, right? Find the people who who show you everyone else's email. That's genius. Sign your kids up for 10 different T-ball teams. Yeah, right, right. That's amazing. That's hilarious. Oh, gosh, that's so true. But um, that's always the first place to start. The second Mm. place to start is uh, years ago, I developed something called My Six Figure Day. And it is a ton of productivity tips that um, it's a game that you play with yourself. And when it's uh, you, you calculate 100 to 140 points um, every single day. And, you know, I've got some people that will do that before 10 a.m. Um, last Thursday, I showed people how to do uh, a six figure day before lunch. Um, so you can either drag it out and do it all day long, but you choose things on this list that you want to do that's productive, that's going to lead to immediate appointments because appointments lead to getting hired, to getting a contract, get to a closing. And the most important thing in your business is getting that appointment, period. I love that. And we're going to have to dive into that because that sounds amazing. But I want to ask you because there are, you know, on for us on the show, like we so deeply desire to help people to go from making a living to making an impact, right? And we, we want people to be able to make an impact, but we've got to go through their business to help them really figure that out first, right? So they have the freedom to go make an impact in, in the ways they want to. But my question to you is, Jenny, there's so many people that live, I forget what the NAR says, but the average agent makes like 30,000 a year, whatever it is, right? There's a lot of agents that have a lot of talent, but live right there in that space, you know, 50, 60,000 a year. What's the difference between them and a six figure earner? Well, I would say um, two things. I would say fear for one. Hmm. 
Um, whether it can be- you can I pause you? Yeah, unpack yeah. that. What do you mean by fear? Yeah, okay. Whether it's fear of reaching out, fear of what people might think about you, um, uh, fearful of rejection, uh, fearful of call reluctance fearful that, um, you know, you might not be as good as someone else. I mean, there, there's so much fear that has to do within sales in general, but definitely in this business, um, that will really, um, hold you back and uh, keep you from making those, um, that first step to success. Hmm. How do you help someone overcome that? Well, it really always comes down to how bad do you want it? If you want it bad enough, then you're going to face the rejection. You're going to um, make that uncomfortable phone call. You're going to to take that first step to say, okay, this isn't so bad. Um, uh, The second thing I would say is lack of direction. Like, where do I start now? And being overwhelmed. Mm. I think being overwhelmed in this business because you're so many people are trying to tell you so many different things to do. Yeah, I, that's you're talking about the fear and 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 getting overwhelmed easily. It's so totally true. I heard this. Um, listeners may have heard this. You guys may have heard this about. Um, if you ever heard Jeff Bezos talk about avoiding day one, so Jeff Bezos, uh, the leader of Amazon, and his he works out of a building called Day One. Um, and I'm sorry, his mantra is avoiding day two. So you never want to get to the mindset to where you found complacency. And I think what's in how that aligns here, not to go all the way down that path, that's a great story in and of itself, but is to those agents that have the fear that are, you know, stuck in the rut of however, you know, feel like they've hit that ceiling and, and, and are tapping into that fear. I think a good question would be, like, what got you into real estate in the first place? Like, what was your motivation when you, the day that you decided I'm going to be a real estate agent and I'm going to go make my dreams come true. I'm going to be a six figure agent, whatever it was, like what got you off of the fence and into the game? And that was day one, right? Like that was the the passion that you had. That's the fire that needs to constantly be stoked and, and, and cultivated. And if a, if somebody that you're coaching or teaching can't clearly identify that, I would imagine, Jenny, you take them back to that to say, hey, this is why you got it in the first place is to get to this. Now, let's talk about how we do that. And then the second part of what you're saying prevents people reaching that is the ability to be or just getting overwhelmed and not have being able to manage things or streamline their thoughts or come up with a course of action. And you coached for such a long time. So I want to ask a little bit about what as when you got it, we're coaching for 10 plus years. Like, how did you teach people to, hey, really streamline your thinking? Let's simplify our goals. Like, what mindset did you implement for folks so that they weren't overwhelmed and so that the fear didn't start creeping in? That's a really good question. I remember uh, I had an agent who just has the most pleasant voice ever and just the spirit of just, I mean, she just oozes love. And she, I didn't see from uh, her for a couple of weeks. And I called her and I said, You're in the corner right now crying, aren't you? And feeling sorry for yourself. And she said, How did you know? And I said, I felt it. I said, No, get up. Because the longer you stay there, you're never going to make a difference in your life. Do you want to make a difference? And she said, yes. And I said, well, you got to prove it to yourself. And uh, she said that I pulled her back into reality. Her husband had made a comment to her, like a lot of husbands do, a lot of spouses do. Let's just, let's not 
beat up the husbands here because I love a good husband. <laughs> Us too. Us too. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, you know, is this a hobby? Um, and, you know, when are you going to start making money instead of this being a real expensive real estate hobby? And uh, so many spouses will say these things that are hurtful and it will make people go into a dark place. You talk about face and fear, right? That is like, puts you way down. <laughs> and I've had to pull lots of people out of that. I just um, helped uh, another lady do that. She's got, she just put four listings active la- yesterday. And two years ago, she told me that her husband was begging her to give up this expensive mm. hobby. So, um, mm. yeah, that's, that's real. You know, it, it, we, we just, and I don't know the order that these will come out, but the, the guest we were just talking to Cody Persinger, um, we talked about that. How important is it for your spouse and the people in your life and the people that you love and that love you? to be on board with what you're doing, right? Because this is a hard enough industry as it is. And if there's added pressure from those who should be your biggest supporters, I mean, that feels almost overwhelming, right? I don't know how people overcome that, but I, but I find it interesting. And you've had such a, a unique experience, Jenny, with all the different things that you've done. You know, I, I believe that anyone can succeed in this business. I really do. I, I think, and you've had a lot more experience than I have, but I think that they tend to not succeed because they just are doing the wrong things, right? You know, for example, I've only been referral from day one. If someone told me that I had to go out and cold call every single day, I would hate that. And that, I, that wouldn't work because I wouldn't be good at it. It would burn me out. Like, and there's no way I'd still be here. No way. Because it, someone would have told me I had to do it another way that was counter to who I actually am. And I honestly would have burned out and I'm thankful that I didn't go that direction. But you know, I think so many people can succeed in this industry and they're not maybe because they're doing the wrong things. But, but what do you see? What does it take to succeed as a real estate agent? Again, you've had such a broad experience, which I love. What does it take? What separates those who succeed and you know, sadly, those who get out of the industry? What do you think it is? I think it's massive action. I'm going to go Tony Robbins on you. But mm-hmm. um, I do believe that you have to have massive action. Those who wait for something to happen will continue to wait. And, uh, and that waiting comes from fear. Um, again, it comes from fear that maybe I'm not going to say the right thing, or maybe, um, I don't ha- I don't know a whole lot of people. I, I built, um, a, a strong business when I was in, uh, Mississippi, my first five years. And then I moved to, um, Birmingham, uh, 21 or 22 years ago. And I didn't know one person didn't have a family member at all. Everything I had done was pretty much sphere of influence in Mississippi and uh, didn't know anybody here. So you do have to change your tactics until you do build up a sphere of influence. So then you've got to be completely intentional on how am I going to get to know as many people as possible? How are they going to get to know me and what I do so that they can hire me and refer me? And uh, I had to be intentional about that every single day Um, and meeting as many people as I possibly could. Hey, if you're loving this business by relationship approach and you want help to start your own perfect 36 touch system, we can do most of that work for you. Just go to businessbyrelationships.com backslash chat to grab a time to talk with me to see if that's a good fit. And now let's get back to the conversation. I love that you said, uh, and I wrote it down, those who wait for something to happen, continue to wait. 
And the, the opposite of that, like you said, is those who take massive action, right? It, it, so fear absolutely plays a role in that, right? And, and I think you're 100% right, you know, if you're afraid. So, for example, now I think that you can be wise and work around some of that, right? So I don't love yeah. being on the phone. So people ask me and all I do is work by relationship. Well, I send video text messages all day, but I don't like being on the phone. And so I just, it's my workaround, right? But I want to talk to people. I want to engage with people. And some of the things I didn't enjoy doing, I, it's not that I love doing them now, but I know they're important and I've gotten used to it. Right. It's it, I do something long enough that's uncomfortable that not doing it now is uncomfortable. Right. If that makes sense. So, uh, I, but I, but I do think that there is a, again, I love that you said those who wait for something continue to wait. What, what is that? I mean, is it just fear? Is there something else deeper going on? If there's someone that, you know, is listening in our audience right now that's saying, you know, man, that I just feel like that's me, that I'm just kind of waiting around for something to happen. Well, what is that? And, and how do they break free out of that? Well, um, is, is it okay if I get real and raw? (laughs) Please do. Absolutely. So I, here's one issue that I see, and this was one for me. One, when I first got in the business, my dad was a real estate superstar. I had such a fear that I would never be as good as him. Hmm. And yet I'm so competitive that I turned that fear into my driver. Hmm. For me, I didn't go like, oh yeah, day one, I got in this business because of this. I got in this business because I was in the casino industry and I was completely burned out and Hmm. um, doing casino marketing because you have to, that's three uh, uh, shifts a day. And I was managing constantly at over 50 employees. I was tired. The second I quit my job, that's when I found out I was pregnant. And guess who didn't have insurance then? (laughs) <laughs> Congratulations. So yeah, I actually went into real estate because I didn't know what else to do because mm. that's what my dad had always done. So it wasn't mm. something that I was like, oh yeah, I really want to do this. I actually didn't want to do it at all. Mm. So the the fear of um not living up and being as good, right? That was strong. Then I gained a tremendous amount of weight. Mm. That will completely change your mindset. Mm-hmm. And uh, that will make you fearful of talking to people, especially people you know, because mm-hmm. you're completely embarrassed by um, that you didn't look like you did in high school. Mm-hmm. And you're talking to all the people in your hometown, right? So there's so many different aspects of fear. I will even have people have so much fear that they grew up poor that they don't, you know, they don't belong in an expensive neighborhood. They can't sell that expensive house. Or I had one agent who actually lived in a double wide and her fear was um, the same thing of being able to sell really nice houses. She broke Mm. through that fear though. Mm. Um, And uh, I broke through the fear of the weight. Um, And and you do figure out, it all comes down to how bad do you really want it? Yeah, that's what's the motivator that's going to pull you through that, right? Yes. I love that. And thank you for being raw and honest. I mean, that that's the way we help people, right? But there's a great book audience, by the way, called Soundtracks by John Acuff. And it's all about, well, you know, what is the, what are we allowing? What's the music that we're allowing to run in our minds all day, every day? And 
he talks about, which I talk about a lot with my team as well, because I was this way and I've gotten used to it and, and getting a little bit better, but is how many times do we just assume what the outcome is going to be of a conversation or whatever it is, right? For example, and he gives this, tells the story of how, you know, he was afraid to have this conversation. I think he waited like six weeks because he just knew they were going to be so angry, blah, blah, blah. He didn't want to do it. Well, he has the conversation and they're like super nice about it and totally understanding, right? And he said, why did I waste six weeks worrying about that conversation? Because I just assumed what the outcome was going to be. And that just wasn't true. And so many times I do think that we are afraid to ask the question. We're afraid to bring something up. You know, just two and a half hours ago, I went over with one of my agents, our termite and moisture company, who we love, had done a terrible job at his house and ruined a lot of things and cost him a lot of money. And he was very frustrated. And I said, look, we just got to go have a conversation. Well, they're not going to want to do this. And I said, I don't know if that's true. That could be true, but I don't know yet. So why don't we just go have a conversation, right? And we had a conversation and it was a great conversation. They're totally going to fix everything, right? And we just assume the outcome. And I think it keeps us from actually initiating the conversation or whatever it would be. And we've got to be able to realize that most of the time we're wrong on what the outcome is going to be from a particular conversation. And, and certainly that keeps people away from fear. Now, I appreciate too, that you brought up the, you know, as your dad, not everybody has that experience, but the comparison game, right. Is a very dangerous thing. I think in, in the business world, certainly in the real estate world, as we compare ourselves and we assume this about somebody and, oh, you know, Jenny's so good at this and I just can't do it. So I guess I'm not going to be any good at that. You know, how do, how do agents combat that? Looking around at all the thousands of people that are agents in their market doing this or doing that, and they're just afraid to take action because they just feel like they're not good enough. How, how do they combat that? I actually think that that is so prevalent mm. um, because we can't help but always compare ourselves. And somebody else is always going to be better. And I just um, went to a conference where Jay Shetty was the keynote speaker. And one of the most valuable things that he said was, you know, we think or I am what I think you think I am instead of asking and knowing. And I do think that we put ourselves, oh, I'm not good enough to go in that. I don't have any experience with that. Why would someone choose me? There's X, Y, Z over here that could obviously do it better. Hmm. So some of the ways that I feel like I've helped people to focus on their own breakthroughs, by the way, I don't help anybody make their own breakthrough. That is everyone making a breakthrough on their own. Hmm. Again, some people don't want to be helped and some people don't want to make a breakthrough. Mm. Um, you're never going to get through to those until the person is ready for it. Mm. Um, so no matter how much money somebody spends on coaching, you know, I can't do it for you. I can't tell you how many times people let, I need you to hold me accountable. And the second you check on them to see what they're done, they run so far away. They never return your call. They won't talk <laughs> to you, you know, <laughs> and they're spend, they're paying you a ton of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so people really don't want accountability. They want to blame someone else for why they're not succeeding. Mm -hmm. That's what they want. They want to say, I want to use you as my excuse for me Mm -hmm. not getting out there and doing what I need to do. Mm -hmm. That's real. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Very real. Um, Jenny, you've said a couple of times you're talking about, I mean, grinding as a, and leading the casino marketing thing. And even when we talked a little bit prior to recording about just getting a little burnout with hustling so hard to grow your business, I'm curious what, 
um, you do or how you have some like actionable items or accountability to prevent yourself from getting burnout again at this point. I mean, that's a, that's a pain point that, you know, a lot of our audience gets to that we've each gotten to at certain points, right? Like we don't want to get to the point where we've lost our, our passion and what makes us special at this and nobody wants to get burnt out. So you having done so many things at a really high level, how now do you ensure that you prevent burning out again? Okay. <laughs> okay. So all the things that I've done are because I'm insane. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not going to fake that. Right. That's just true authenticity. But um, I think, yeah, you don't ever want to lose your passion. So the reason whenever I get burned out on something because I do go so hard on it, I just switch and do something else and take Mm. that same passion into a new role. That's why I've done so many different things. Because I need the new, the fresh, the new goal, the new vision, and still in the same industry, but maybe switch it up a little bit. Mm. And uh, that keeps me from being bored. That keeps me excited. That keeps my passion into it. But um, above anything else, it's the people that I serve. That's the passion. Mm. And sometimes you got to change the people. Sometimes when you're burnt out, it's because the people around you are not receptive to that passion. They don't want it. They want something else. And you got to go find, you know, a new set of people. That's really good insight. I mean, I just recently, um, probably about four weeks ago as we're recording this, had to let two people go from my team. And and one of them, I loved both of them. One of them in particular, an agent, kept him six months too long, to be honest. And, and it's because I just so deeply cared about helping him succeed. And my mission is to create an impact, right? And I, and I deeply desire to help people, but I didn't realize until I finally got to point to understand that I need to let him go, how, how much it was wearing me out because I just gave so much because I just really, really wanted him to succeed. And for whatever reason, we just weren't moving the needle. And that burnt me out. That burns me out. I'll give the exact same amount of effort to the next person and they really soak it in. And that fires me up. Right. And so it is true. Like having a recognition, understanding of yourself and what brings you alive. I love that you said you're speaking my language, Jenny. And I like to try a bunch of things in the real estate world because I don't like the middle. You know, I like the newness. I like the new challenge. I like experiencing something different and figuring out ways to impact people in ways that didn't exist before. Like that's exciting to me. And so I've kept myself busy that way. And I, and I love that you're an example of that because agents, if you, it's okay if you are, you know, a couple of years in and you're like, I'm just tired of selling and I'm tired of just doing this. That's okay. It doesn't mean that you are, you have outlasted your usefulness to this industry and to the people around you. It might just mean you need to make a shift and that could look a ton of different ways, right? Jenny's an example of what that could be. And so I love that that's your story in your heart as well, Jenny. And, and how uh, agents can understand that it's okay, right? I think a lot of times it's, well, if you haven't been in the industry very long, or if you're doing this or doing that, like, it's not okay. You need to keep selling. You need to keep doing this. And in the industry, you know, using that term broadly tells us a lot of stuff that we tend to believe, right? Which can lead to fear as well, instead of just saying, okay, I, thank you industry. Like I hear all that, but what's good for me? And how can I really put, put myself in position to, to get re-energized, right? And not get burnt out again, like you said, Jenny, because burnout, especially in this market, 
of the the hustle and bustle, the craziness, the emotional you know weight that agents have right now. It's hard. I led a mastermind a week ago, and my first question was, I don't care about how you're finding business agents. Who's doing a good job taking care of themselves? And yeah. nobody raised their hand. Right. Yeah. And I, I was encouraging him like, hey, this market needs you to show up at at least like 80% of what you got most days. And that's how you're going to serve your people. And so you can't forget that if you just show up at 50% of your capacity, you're not helping anybody. Definitely not yourself and definitely not them at a high level. And so, you know, for, for agents being aware of that, I, I want to ask you quickly as we, I know we're at our time, but I am really curious quickly. You talked about the six figure day in the game. And, you know, can you explain kind of what that is? I, I find that really fascinating. Walk us through kind of what that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, I love that. I had the same situation, by the way, with one of my buyer's agents years ago, and it crushed me. I felt like I was going mm. through a divorce because I mm. loved her so much, but I couldn't change her attitude. She could mm. only change that. And she was hurting yeah. the rest of my team. And uh, let her stay too long. Same kind of thing. And that's because you have a heart for people. Yeah. Um, so I can totally relate to that. So my yeah. six figure yeah. day, my six figure day.com. You can go download it. It's totally free. And uh, I've had well over 5,000 downloads of this. Um, yeah. It is a game, a productivity game that you play with yourself every single day. And anytime I say play with yourself, that sounds terrible. So <laughs> <laughs> It's not <laughs> like, what we're saying. Yeah. Real estate productivity. Um, mm. But it gives you fun ways to, to get new business and immediate business um, mm. instead of, hey, just make phone calls to your database, right? Because that doesn't get anybody excited. Um, mm. And for somebody who needs something new and fresh every day, like even mm. giving five reviews online. Um, and mm. you, if you're an early bird that, you know, if you're a 5 a.m., uh, in the 5 a.m. club, you could do it then. Or if you're a night out where you can't do traditional prospecting, just giving mm. reviews online is mm. a huge way for you to get reciprocated business. Um, mm. I had a $40 million producer who um, I was coaching and doing her marketing in her business. She was like, okay, I'll do that. She did that in the morning for a builder. He listed a $700,000 house with her that afternoon. Wow. So Amazing. just something as easy as that. Um, and you could fit five in in a day and have fun. And that gives you so many points. Liking uh, at least 20 people's posts on Facebook in your sphere of influence gives you like 30 points. And I'll tell you why is because those people need to see that you care about them and you know what's going on in their world. And it will also give you other opportunities when you see graduations, births, parties, um, milestones, new cars, where you can even take that and uh, uh, send them a quick text, have a phone call uh, or a personal note card. So um, these are the that. things that I'm talking about. Um, breakfast to businesses. I'm a huge advocate of that because you can build your database 10 people at a time if you choose the right places to, to do that. Um, so uh, these are just different outside of the box ways. You know, like you said, it doesn't matter how, you know, what kind of business business is everywhere right now. Hmm. And um, I also always focus on the magic question and that is ask for what you really want. If you're out there asking who wants to buy, sell or invest, you've immediately the way the brain works shut down that. And, um, you have to ask one question and you have to give it a sense of urgency and a timeline. So 
Hey, Garrett, what three people do you know that need to buy a house in the next 60 days? Okay. That's asking for buyers. If you really want a seller though, right? What three people do you know that need to sell a house in the next 60 days? And of course you set up that script in your own natural way. That's really good. Man, now I feel sad that we got to wrap this up, but uh, um, go check that out. And we're going to have all that in the show notes. Uh, and so I, I want to ask you our final question that we ask everybody, Jindy, but very quickly, how can they go learn more from you or about you if our audience wants to do that? Sure. You can follow Get a Real Estate Life on Facebook. Um, I'm older than y'all. So Facebook. Is... <laughs> I still use Facebook. It's okay. My people are on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a TikTok, although my 23-year-old son is much more of a TikTok uh, uh, sensation than I am. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. Okay, so go follow Jenny and you can get that and and go check out my6figureday.com. I actually just went and downloaded it myself. I love the concept of that just to get people unstuck. Even that alone is a great, that's a great tool. I love that, Jenny. But let me ask you the question that I ask everybody as we wrap up. What, Jenny, does serving not selling mean to you? It means doing what it takes for the best interest of other parties, uh, putting all of your interests aside, no matter what, whatever is best for them, you show up, you do everything you can diligently and passionately for that purpose only. Mm -hmm. That's good. I love that. Well, Jenny Williams, thank you so much for joining us today. Agents, I hope you loved our interview as much as we did. Make sure you share this with a friend agents and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Serving Not Selling. And especially thank you for sharing the show with other salespeople and reviewing the show on your favorite podcast app. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. And if you're loving this whole business by relationship approach and you want help to start your own Perfect 36 Touch system, we can do most of that work for you. Just go to businessbyrelationships.com backslash chat to grab a time to chat with me to see if we're a good fit. And stay tuned for the next episode of Serving Not Selling.